0: day to you. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today. We are in Psalm 143. Um, so after today, seven more psalms and we will finish this project. And here we are in Psalm 143. Uh, again, a psalm of David. Uh, psalm one forty-two and one forty-three are both appeals to God for help in the midst of trouble when there is no re- when there are no resources on which to depend. Um, this is a song that is the last of the penitential psalms. Uh, you may recall me mentioning that it has been a while. Uh, in Psalm six, I mentioned I mentioned it. There are seven penitential psalms, so it is Psalm six. 32, 38, 51, 102, 130, and 143. This one right here. It is a penitential psalm. Um, And so uh, this is a psalm in which David is crying out for help. He feels like he doesn't have the help. There is no one there to help him. And so he is crying out for help. Um, The note of penitence is seen in verse 2. I'll go ahead and read I'm going to read the entire psalm. But verse 2 says, Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. And uh, this is alluded to by Paul, Romans 3.20 and Galatians 2.16. And so you see this theme of uh, penitence, repentance. The author understands that no one is righteous. Everyone is in need of God's mercy. And how often do we need to remind ourselves of that? I find myself doing it all the time. Uh, someone, uh, perhaps a, a very well-known Christian, uh, maybe a pastor or a musician, um, falls and has a great fall. And the tendency is to want to shoot them down. The tendency is to want to say, well, oh, look at them, look at how ungodly, how sinful they are. It's almost as if people enjoy seeing that sort of thing, and that's crazy. Um, And there was a point in my life where I found myself doing that. When someone of great, um, a well-known evangelist or pastor or musician would fall, there was almost a little bit of pleasure to say, look at them, look at what happened to them. And then I was reminded that I need mercy, just as much as them, probably more than them. I need mercy. We all need mercy. Let us not fall into that trap of shooting people down even further when they are already down. So this is Psalm 143. Let me read for you the text before I present to you the musical setting of Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my pleas for mercy, In your faithfulness answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul, he has crushed my life to the ground, he has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear the mourning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go. For to you, I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your spirit lead me on level ground. I love that last verse. Let your spirit lead me on level ground. I'm reminded that at the foot of the cross, the ground is exceedingly level. No one comes to Jesus more righteous than another. No one comes to Jesus less righteous than another. We are all, we get this idea that we are all, uh, you know, well, maybe I'm a three or a four or even a five or a six, and Jesus, because of his mercy, brought me to a ten. No, we are all zeros. We are all in need of God's mercy equally. Let's look at a few aspects of this. In verse 1, David says, "In your faithfulness answer me, in your righteousness." So David here appeals to God's nature and his character. And because of that, he understands who he is. We cannot see God for who he or we cannot see ourselves for who we are unless we first see who God is. When we see who God is, we understand how much we need his mercy because no one is worthy. I saw someone the other day post something about uh, what happens after you die, and they said if there is a God and He is merciful, I believe He will truly understand um, what that we have tried our best to be good, and we will go to heaven. That's not how it works. We are all radically evil and depraved. So the problem with that mindset is the fact that the person doesn't even understand how evil he truly is. We all need mercy. Verse 2. No one living is righteous before you. So David has measured his own heart in the sight of God, and he's learned that there is no one that can pretend to be righteous at the bar of God's judgment. Verse 4. Therefore my spirit faints within me. We've seen this sort of language before. My soul yearns, and even faints for you, the living God. My heart within me is appalled. This is an example of someone realizing how wretched they are before God. I'm reminded of Isaiah when he had his vision and his response, and the only appropriate response was, woe is me. How often do we come into the presence of God and our response is, look at me, rather than woe is me. Verse 5. I remember the days of old. I've discussed this before, but it is good to remember what God has done. If we forget, we start, uh, we, if we forget what God has done for us, we start forgetting who we truly are, and that is wretched sinners who do not deserve the grace of God. May we never forget that. Verse 7. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. That is, he will die. Ezekiel 26.20 Then I will make you go down with those who go down to the pit, the people of old, and I will make you dwell in the world below, among ruins from of old, with those who go down to the pit, so that you will not be inhabited, but I will set beauty in the land of the living. Verse 8. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. So the psalmist here utters his prayer at night or in the very early morning, hoping that God will answer and will greet him at dawn, that his circumstances will change. He says, let me hear of your steadfast love, the love of God's covenant devotion to his people. And then he says in verse 8, make me know the way, I should go. In other words, force it in a sense. So the psalmist not only desires deliverance, he wants God's guidance. He knows that it is only as he walks in the way of the Lord that he will live safely. Verse 11 For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. I just realized I skipped the last two verses in reading this. Let me read for you the last two verses. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life, and your righteousness bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies, and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. I am your servant. So right there is the response. He believes and trusts that God will do that. He says, for your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In other words, not just for my comfort, not just for my well-being. For your name's sake, preserve my life. And how often our prayers focus on us rather than God. And it's very telling. We need to uh, focus on the priority and on the, the primary purpose of our life. That is the glory of God. So God, act quickly, act swiftly. Take me out of this circumstance, but for your glory, not my own. So that is Psalm 143. Here is the musical setting of Psalm 143. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
1: Do not bring your servant to be tried. No living man can stand in your sight justified. My enemy pursued and crushed me to the ground. He has, as those long dead, in darkness. Can- bound. Therefore my spirit faints. I am O oh Lord, my spirit fails, your answer swiftly sin. Hide not your face from me, lest I to depths descend, because I trust in you. Oh grant that I may hear your steadfast love again. I lift my soul to you Teach me the way to go In you I refuge take Lord, save me from the foe Because you are my God Instruct me to obey Let your good spirit lead. Life, your righteousness, I claim, deliver me from strife, and in your steadfast love, cut off my enemy, since I am serving.